It's June, and you're with the Lakeland Sports Guys. I'm Tom Carroll, Chris Cox. We've got the coach, Dan Spivey, joining us. Glad to have you here. We're at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. The special today, the cheeseburger special. And it comes all the way with fries to go along with it and a drink. It's just one of many that they have throughout the week. Isn't it? Do they have specials on Saturdays and Sundays, Dan? You know, they're not I don't open think so. on Sunday, and they really don't so, on Saturday. So, so Monday through yeah. Friday, bring your friends, bring your yeah. office. They can accommodate all of it. Uh, Amber and her staff do a fantastic job. They got mine out to me in a matter of like three minutes this time around. Fastest I've ever been served. You 52 again today? I 52 did okay, today. Okay, that's fine. Claude, I went by that. Claude had a hamburger the size of a <laughs> uh, Yeah, it looked like, looked like a bowl. It didn't look like a hamburger. <laughs> But uh, big news, we've got all kinds of stuff to talk about. We've got a new coach over at Dixie High School. It only took a day, well, well 12 hours. I, I thought it was going to happen right after we got off the air last Thursday. It took about 12 hours. We found out who the new coach for uh, Dixie High School is going to be. We'll also talk a little bit about post-20 baseball. They get underway. A softball gets underway. I mean, post-20, all five teams are going to be in full action this week, and we've got the whole slate lined up for you, starting tonight with the seniors at 7 o'clock. You ready? I'm. I'm mm-hmm. Hey, I, I know I'm, you're ready. I mean, I'm good. <laughs> He's dressed for the part anyway. <laughs> I'm good. They're going to be taking on easily post 52. I can't wait to uh, get this underway and get that all started. We got the rosters for both teams already. Already in the process. Yes, I did. Um, the neat thing about Leech and baseball now that all of a sudden you can go to it. It is. Um, uh, South Carolina American Legion Baseball, SCALB.org. And you can go on that, and you, it shows you everything. It, it's got the rundown of all the leagues that are there. It's got pitching stats. It's got uh, batting stats. It's got everything that you need that is there. But it's uh, SCALB.org is where you can go and find all that. Write that down, Chris, because my so, feeble mind. I just think, Chris is going to love this. I mean, I was just thinking, hey, Jerome, let's get on this system there here. You go. So you mean like on a Friday night that whenever we get to a – stadium and we don't have a roster we got one now you just got to do your own research american legion baseball does it all for you they got it all right there um all right guys let's follow it (laughs) follow that procedure (laughs) and you've got it there but uh, easily 52 coming in seven o'clock we've got a special pitcher that is going to be throwing out the first pitch um i'm not going to tell you who it is but you're going to want to be there because you're going to want to ask him a few questions i'm just saying you need to be there for this. It's it's big time. It's 7 o'clock sharp, first pitch, American Legion Baseball out at uh, John Nave Stadium. And bring your ball and get some autographs while you're there. That's a good idea, yeah, Steve. Good idea. That's a good That's idea. That's a good idea. Can't, can't give it away, but you're going to want to be there. Yeah, we're going to want to be there. <laughs> and it's an American Legion alum. That's the, the whole That's the neat cool thing part about it, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's the cool it part. Is, that he's going to be there. And I got to see him back when, too, when he was, when he was throwing out that right way. All right, so uh, we'll talk about American Legion Baseball and get into that a little bit uh, here in just a few minutes. But first, we've got to talk about Mark Sorrow, the new Dixie head football coach out at Dixie High School. And, and Stan, you and I know Mark has been around forever. Back when we were doing Emerald football, he was there uh, as the uh, defense and offensive lineman uh, coaching those guys, and he did it for numbers, numbers of, years. of years. Went through all the, all the coaching staffs for, like, what, 24, 25, 26 years? Uh-huh. Somewhere along in that, and then the last three, he's been over at the middle school, not only as head football coach, but athletic director. And so that's going to prepare him well to go into Dixie and uh, have a continued Vic Lawless's winning ways. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be interesting, too, yeah. because he's got a little bit of basketball history on the side, too. He coached two years yeah. at Emerald basketball-wise, mm-hmm. so anxious to see how that uh, turns out if he yeah. gets a chance to, to kind of double-head both of that. Yep. Insane. But he's been around so long, and, and I, I can't tell right. you, begin to tell you what a great coach he's going to be at that level. And, and he, like I say, he's been around. He knows this area. He knows Dixie. I mean, you know, he, he, they've played each other before. Now, not recently, but um, he knows the type of kids that are going to be coming into that program. He knows the exciting news for him is they've got a new press box now, mm-hmm. and uh, they've already started doing some uh, remodeling that school, that's gonna, but they're going to lose two wings. And one of those wings just happened to have the weight room in it. So he's going to be ending up with a brand-new weight room. And so he, coming he, in a good he's time. coming in at a good time. That's and Vic fun. didn't leave the cupboards bare, 
by no means. That was a pretty good team last year. And and they'll have some kids coming back. He's got a good nucleus to stay with. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he does. You know, we say a year, and why do you wait until the very end? It's for home runs, man. Yeah. That these these athletic directors, they they hit home runs, and I think this could be another one. So, I mean, I you know, most people around this area, Lakeland, they know who Mark Sorrow is. Yeah. Uh, former player around the area, and so I mean, it's that's a good hire for Dixie. Yeah. I think they'll do well. So, well, Westview is going to be the loser in all this because last two years he's been the head football coach over there, and the and uh, also been the PE coach in the process of all that. So they're they're in the looking for a new guy that's going to be feeding that emerald system that is in there. But during his time that he was there, basically he only lost two games those two years. Yeah. That's it. Solid, that's so, what, a solid coach. No, he knows his ins and outs. Knows his game. Noses ins and outs. All right, uh, American Legion Baseball, let's go ahead and kind of get into it because it is a busy week that is going on right now. It starts with the seniors tonight, 7 o'clock, Legion Field, uh, taking on easily post-52 uh, and all of this. And, and when I go through and I looked at the schedule uh, as far as the seniors goes, there's no, there's no Greenville this year. Usually there was one or two Greenville teams. Yep. There's none this year. And you got two um, uh, Greer teams to go along with it. Well, I mean, and it's that is be, a little weird there. It, it, is. it is, but uh, you know, back a few years ago when COVID hit, all the travel teams were shut down. Legion ball was still playing, and and I think a lot of parents had some sons that wanted to play baseball, and they went and played Legion ball instead of playing travel ball. And now little brother's wanting to play Legion ball. He saw how much fun that his big brother had playing. And mom and daddy love it because there's not a lot of money out of their pocket. Well, it is to a point, but I mean, you know nothing's free in this world. But uh, and the quality of coaching that they're getting, and and these some of these kids you're talking about, this is the the big guys, the varsity, what we call the varsity guys, but they got three junior teams mm-hmm. that are getting, you know, in the high school. Every high school around here has bought into this Legion program. And that just means so much more. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the the juniors. They are in action tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday for Greenwood High. They're going to be uh, – and these games start at 6 o'clock. Uh, Midland Valley will be at Greenwood High, and then Greenwood will be at Emerald. And Thursday you'll have Clinton coming into Greenwood High to take on the junior team there, post-20 Greenwood. Post-20 Wildcats, um, they go to Newberry tonight. And then tomorrow they're at 96. They'll be taking on um, uh, the Vikings, the Emerald Vikings, post-20 Vikings. And then Batesburg-Leesville comes into 96 there. And then post-20 Vikings, they've got Batesburg-Leesville at home. They go to 96, and they're their home against Greenwood. Start this week off. So should be fun. You're going to have lots of games everywhere. 5 o'clock and 7 o'clock, by the way, some of those games will be doubleheaders um, that are there. I know Tuesday and Thursday games for the Wildcats are doubleheaders, as are tonight and Tuesday um, for the Vikings are doubleheaders. So. I guess Ty and post-20 <laughs> will we'll set another record this year. I mean, last year they had the most uh, – Players or and within their athletic, the athletic department had the most, them. yeah, the most in the nation athletes in the nation, yeah. and it uh, we hadn't heard yet. But I, we, when you've got three junior teams, a varsity team, and then, then you're throwing in your softball girls too, uh, that that's going to be a good number of cats playing. All right. Well, and, let's let's uh, set it that. right because it's the two-time defending state champions, state, right? And that's for softball. <laughs> that's for softball. For softball. Yep. And they and they've got a lot of girls that played on that team last year are coming back, and we expect them to do the same thing this year. Yeah, and these games are both double headers for ladies fast pitch softball. They'll be at Greenwood tomorrow. And then uh, Abbeville, they'll host Abbeville on Thursday. Both of those um, will be five innings double headers. So, again, five and six o'clock. And cheap tickets. Six bucks. Yeah. How can you ask? It's a fun time. Yeah, buy, buy a family pass for the year. It's, it's worth your money. Yeah, yeah really. I, I don't think it's but 20 bucks, not 25. <laughs> You'll spend more individually going to each game than you would uh, otherwise. And this baseball team played state last year, or played in it 
last year and too. The didn't playoff, they? Yeah, yeah, they played yeah, the playoffs last year. So. Playoffs, yeah. His baseball team went a long way. Um, got the roster for Greenwood already uh, for post twenty. Um, Evan Avery from Greenwood, along with Will Bryce. Uh, you got Andrew Driver from Greenwood. Um, John uh, Aiden Helms, also Braxton Hill. Uh, let's see, um, Jonathan Rude will be from Greenwood. You also have Ryan Stone, Patrick Wood, and Caden Poor. And then from Saluda, uh, Emmanuel Dominique uh, Rosas. Uh, let's see, who else we got from Saluda? Jonah McCary, who you probably know more from uh, uh, the football days. Oh, okay. I remember him. Seeing him quite a bit. You got Matthew Schaefer, Braden Sheely in there. Also Demarius Warren on that list from Lawrence. You got uh, Jared Hillard and um, uh, Mason Hamby, who's going to be the big name big pitcher. pitcher. I, I expect yeah. him to start tonight. I really uh, do. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. That's a that's a stud. You know, when I watched him play that the the Lawrence Greenwood series in, in this past summer, that kid is a stud, man. So that would be a good thing. The way to start this season off tonight would be let him start that game. So. And then um, also from Saluda, we mentioned, uh, and, and I was talking about Matthew Schaefer. Um, we probably saw him. We just didn't know it as a defense or offensive lineman. He comes in at 6'3", 280 pounds, but he, he's playing DH, first base, and pitcher. You imagine pitching, seeing, throwing all that Somebody weight behind that. that big, yeah. That, that's coming at you. I'd be in trouble, man. My little two-foot tail, <laughs> you know, standing there trying to get some kind of a stance against a guy that big would be – I'd be insane. Yep, and then, of course, from Clinton, we've got uh, Jaden Goodwin is also going to be joining us from that championship state they title game, game over there. That's a who's who, man. This, these guys are – I mean, it's not like a team that you hear and you're like, oh, I think I've heard of him. I think I – you yeah. know you've heard of these yeah, guys. you know you've heard of these guys. <laughs> you know yeah. you've heard of these guys. So, get out. like I said, if you support them in – in the high schools this year, man, get out and support them in post 22, man. You're going to enjoy it and have a good time. Yeah. And post 20 is in League Six. There's only four, and, and, and we're missing Greenville because there's usually five, maybe six teams here. But you got Anderson post 14, easily post 52, who Greenwood plays tonight. Of course, Greenwood and then Greer post 115 to go along with it. Um, and the favorites are still what they were last year Florence post one and Rock Hill post 34, the two favorites to win it all um, come the end of July. But we're going to get through June 1st. I was like, that's the key, and I think that's what Coach will say. He said, look, one game at a time, one month at a time, and, and when it gets time to in that you know July and August, we better be ready to play some baseball. Yeah. Because that's what they did last year. They peaked at the right time yeah, last the year. Because right we were looking at it as if they were maybe not even going to make it, and then, like I said, end up losing to a really good baseball team. So I'm also they also got some good games uh, coming up on the 23rd. They got a game against Chapin Newberry, which has always been a tough game um, to be with it. They're going to go down and take on Evans down in Evans, Georgia, uh, at the end of the month. I think that's on the 30th um, that they'll be joining down there, and then uh, after that the playoffs begin. So you've got three, four games every week this week in in the senior league, as well as the junior and the softball. That's a fun new so. field in Evans too, by the way. If you hadn't seen that one, that's, that's a nice part. I thought they'd just use uh, the old Yellow Jacket Stadium, Green Jacket Stadium, wouldn't they? <laughs> Only the the chipmunks are using that stadium for the moment. <laughs> um, like I tell you, I, I from what I hear, I, they may be tearing that stadium down. But the one at Evans is a new high school. It's a new, you know, Gibbs Road. And there's a possibility if the Green Jackets aren't playing, they could play it there. Yeah. Would it be in a region, you know, a post game? So we'll see. It'll be fun to see. And then the, the other thing that's going on in around there's with, with high school and the graduations, by the way, again, congratulations to all the graduates of 2023. Um, there's other things that are going on with the Festival of Flowers starting. You've got the 5K and one-mile fun run that's going to take place this Saturday. By the way, that's at a new location. It's going to start over there at South Main Baptist, uh, in case you were wondering. So uh, that's where you need to go to pick up your packets and everything there. The... Uh, United States Tennis Association Junior Tennis Tournament is going to get underway. Starts this Friday through Sunday. And we've always got good names that come good. through here, yep. uh, particularly from the Lakelands area that are part of all that. It's and, getting that time, Stan. It's getting that time. Yeah. And uh, Bee Buzz and Bike Tour is this uh, next Saturday, June the 17th, 8 a.m. Starts in Uptown Greenwood here. Are you going to be entered in that? <laughs> as long as they don't plan on going long more than 12 miles. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it goes by my house. I'm I'm cutting over. Cut, oh, take, take left turn, Fred. Yeah. Uh, and then the men's amateur golf tournament will be the last sporting event that's going to end up taking place um, 
during all of that uh, Festival Flowers festivities, and that'll be uh, Saturday and Sunday. It'll be at the Greenwood Country Club is where it's going to be, a 36-hole tournament. Stroke per play. That'll be an interesting tournament with the coaches that we got in this area playing in this thing. So, uh, coaches like Chip Witt, and you know, you got other guys like you know Russell and some of the other guys at Calhoun at, at Wearshoals. I mean, it's always a great tournament because you bring in guys from everywhere. Yeah. I know Blythewood brings in the kid that's dad's been playing for years, and now he's on PGA Tour. Wesley Bryan. Um, I know his dad plays Walter Todd from Lawrence is a, is a big name that you'll see there. Yeah. Uh, so I'm telling you, if you like your golf, come out and get your chair and take it out to, I guess it'll be a Greenwood Country Club as mm-hmm. usual. Yep. And yep. Um, think you know where to go on that, that course because it's been there forever. So you can get some good holes right there at 18 and 17 and watch golf as it ends. That's the one course I have not played on yet. I've, I've been. Well, I've been once to, we get you fitted, we're going to get you out there. For <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get you fitted first, buddy. So. All right. oh, it's no. a fun course, I will say. That. Greenwood Country Club is a really good golf course. Good deal. Well, we are at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. We invite you to come on by, take part uh, in all the festivities. Got some great entertainment. Matter of fact, uh, Bad Weather State's going to be playing here, I believe, Thursday night. 8 o'clock is when it gets underway. So you want to make plans to come out early. Get a seat as B-Rad will have this place a-hopping left and right. He's not here yet, but he's on his way. We were going to have Jim that day. <laughs> we get long into with Jim, and they be rushing us off stage. But, uh, no, it's, it's going to be fun. Like I said, I love to see them guys come here because we know a good many of those anyway. And, uh, you know, what? the funny thing is guys like Nick and some of the other guys, they'd rather do this show with us than they would come up here and play because they get tired of music. They want to talk sport. Nick told me that the other day. He said, I'd much rather come up here and talk with y'all. I said, I'll tell you what. Give Tom Carroll the drums and we'll, we'll oh gosh that'll we'll, be we'll, we'll flip it over man we'll, we'll do a complete switchover for the fans up here but um, and no it'll be a fun time Thursday to always do a great job be Rad Cheyenne and the rest of the crowd um, and it's getting that time with the festival of flowers with the barbecue festival when you're gonna start seeing the the talent that you're used to seeing around there like you know the really good bands from Charleston and stuff come in for this for the well, barbecue festival. Thursday the Wanna Beatles are playing. Yeah. So that's gonna and be that, huge. and that is a venue change too from the marketplace it is. to the fountain. Mm-hmm. So anybody knows Greenwood, you know where the fountain is downtown. That's where the stage is gonna be set up for the Wanna Beatles. So they're expecting a huge crowd and the last time they played here it was packed. They, it was packed. So you And it will you, be you again. Want, you wanna see this is a this band is uh they're, they're professional. There's no doubt. These, yeah. these cats know what they're doing. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna be. Yeah. I was. So I was wondering where are they gonna put everybody yeah. down the, at the marketplace? But they moved it over to the, fa- the fountain, fountain, and yeah. um, we'll have lots of room going on there. I, I was surprised they didn't move it back over by the banks on that side. That would have been that possibility. But like I said, if you keep it right there, though, because you're gonna have that splash pad is gonna be going nonstop anyway. So they probably want to get all the equipment with. <laughs> <laughs> with the kids then running around jumping around but you want to keep where the, kids, the parents can get back over to the kids if they need to right. and it's kind of a good venue if you think about it you take the side roads behind here at Howard yeah you know go down Maxwell to get to their other bars that are out here so should be fun times all right, guys. Well, let's talk a little bit about what's going on baseball-wise. Uh, the Braves are in first place, but we're not going to get into the Braves aspect of it. We're going to get into the college aspect of it. The regionals going on, Clemson and Carolina and Coastal Carolina all involved in it. And then you've also got uh, up in Cary on Sunday. We'll talk a little bit about what happened uh, with North Greenville and all that action that's happening there. But let's start with the, the hot bats of the Carolina Gamecocks as they went 41-11 and in three games, outscoring their opponents. It's that way, um, you know, and pretty much up next for them is a super regional. Basically, three games is all it took them. And yep. it's like the backs woke up. I was telling Chris also, Stan, that uh, it seemed pitching all of a sudden seemed to just be clicking. Well, they still got uh, – well, Noah Hall is done for the year, and he was your number one pitcher. And then the other kid, the freshman out of North Carolina, he's out for the year. But they've been out for a while. <clears throat> and – uh, Will Sanders came back and pitched a few innings the other night. Uh, looked real good. Um, but the younger guys that they put in and had to figure a few things out, and we took a guy that is on scholarship to play second base. Now he's playing center field and making some pretty good catches out there and has got the arm to do it. So I actually had a double play in the game the other night. Caught a fly ball and threw a guy out trying to go from first to second. 
from Centerfield. That you don't always see, by the way. No, you don't. That's a rarity in that score. Only book, an infielder but, thinks about that. I, yeah. Let me just put that in your mind because I, I would love, when I was playing, I moved, got moved to Centerfield. I loved it because I don't expect a little arm like me, but I might get you at home when I get you at third or first. Yeah. And I used to do that a lot back in the day. I might look. I'm not going to say anything about this team because Kingston heard what we said or what I said about the fact they were they were one headed and done. <laughs> so everything they're doing now is on me, Stan. So I'm going to leave it like it is. I like to see a kid like Becker step up to the plate oh. and said, "Coach, hand me the ball." That's what we hadn't had the, the second half of that season is that pitcher say, "Coach, give me the ball," and that's what he did. He did it Saturday night, and and, and Kingston gave him the ball and he hey. Whatever they did, you know, I, I've been very critical of him for three years now. I probably will stay critical of Kingston, but I got to give him all the credit in the world. Whatever they talked about and whatever they did with timing and stuff, it's come together for the weekend. Now we got to hope it gets, stays and continues. We were hoping Texas Tech would have beat Florida today, which we would have hosted Super if that happened. Uh, that game is uh, it's done. It's 6 nothing. It just yeah. went off a second ago. Uh, so Florida did advance, and so we know our fate. You know, we're so we're playing this coming weekend, and we'll be at at uh, in Florida in Gainesville. Yeah, that'll be Friday. It'll be first pitch. Yep. But I think you know we um, a team we match up we, with. By we, the way, yeah, we set we settled in with once the injuries started happening to uh, our pitchers and whatnot. There was a little rotation issues and trying to figure out who was going to be where and and. And that affected not only – it affected the whole bullpen. But now they've kind of settled in on, okay, Hicks, Becker. You know, these were your middle relief guys. All of a sudden now they're stepping up. They're taking it. And, and coach it and asking them to go nine. You know, give me five innings. Can you give me four innings? We got plenty of arms that are fresh and ready to go. And we stand behind. We trust them. We believe in them. At the same time, a lot of the position players that were hurt, McGillis is now back. He's DH and Wimmer's back at short. So, McGillis may get some play at second. I'm not sure if that arm still, uh, well, he's really wanting to put that kind of pressure on it. But he is hitting the ball. And, uh, I think he's playing second if you need a spot. I don't think well, that's where you can put him. Second base took, is that place you can yeah, put a guy with well, a little bit of arm injury. So. Well, you, yeah, and, and you took Stone out of center, and now you got a, a kid, that, a freshman that was recruited <laughs> as a second baseman playing center. So that just tells you the type of athletes they have. And uh, if you watch the games this weekend, it from from the top of that lineup to the bottom of it, there were no let-ups. The pitchers had to stay on their games. You couldn't miss pitches because if you did, these cats were hitting it. And it wasn't just a home run ball. Yeah, they had a couple home runs, but they put the ball in play. And, you know, I think yesterday, I think Tippett had like three bunts. He did. Plus a walk. I mean, you know, but um, the bats have come alive, and they're, they're putting pressure on the other team's defense. And, it shows up. Mm-hmm. Well, that last game uh, against the Camels with 29 hits, six doubles, four home runs, nine walks, three hit batters, 16 runners left on base, <laughs> only four errors all committed by the Camels yeah. in that one. But, I mean, that's 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 a phenomenal that, stat line. That was, that was a tough team. I mean, that's a good team to, to, to win it against. Well, this is a team that – a lot of people were disappointed that they didn't get a regional host. Oh, themselves, yeah. They were that. They a lot of people thought that much of them as a team, and I mean they put up seven runs yesterday. I mean it wasn't like they were just come in and then rolled over. I mean they played the whole game, and uh, but Carolina just st- crooked number after crooked number, <laughs> and uh, you know you got to match them. I was listening to Andy Willis, who does the college baseball. He and some of the other guys that you all have heard of. And the thing I liked about what he said was he says, finally, you got teams like Campbell, like Coastal. And he called out these smaller teams, and he says, you want to know how these teams are successful? He said they treat every game they play like a midweek game. Yeah. They're going to put their best against whoever the other team puts out there. And their goal is to win that that midweek game. And he said – those midweek games came on Friday, Saturdays, and some Sundays in these tournament games. And he says, I want you to go back and look at how good those teams have played. And overall, you go back and look, and that, that third-seeded team that got 
barely made that tournament, they won the majority of the games. You got some big names that are home right now. Yeah. And um, we'll go through a couple of them, but I mean, there were you know, I think I don't think any of us took it the Auburn region. I I thought they were going quick, and they were, but um, I was stunned by like Arkansas being challenged well, right well, away. Well, and, look at Vanderbilt getting yeah. eliminated by <laughs> Xavier. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean that's that's what that's what you see. Southern Miss mm-hmm. is, is in there looking for a, a region of going to the supers. Coastal still in the hunt. Now we kind of expected that, but. Uh, Getting beat like they did the first game, I, you know. But here again, Gilmore is been what, like, what, like 18th what, appearance yeah. or something. But you know. he said this is vaguely familiar of our yeah. championship yeah. run. Yeah. And he yeah. likes that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when a coach says that and they've already won one and they pull that upset, you better look out. Yeah. Because he loves what he's he's working with in his team. I'm already down 4 nothing to LSU because I took Oregon State, but LSU's already up 4 nothing in the third against an Oregon State team. So And now – Oregon State would have to win two to play tomorrow. Right. So, if LSU wins, this is over with. But, you know, uh, getting back to Coastal, I think Gilmore's been there. This is the 18th regional that, that, that Coastal has participated in. They have won a few mm-hmm. and gone on to Supers. Now, they hadn't won but one Super. And then they went to the College World Series and won it all. So, pretty good percentage there, <laughs> Coach. Uh, so, he's been there enough to know and, and to know that you know, to win this thing, this is a grind. And and you you don't get too high. You don't – just play our game, guys. Do what we've been doing all year. Don't put any more pressure on yourself to do something that, you know, and the game the other night that they lost, the kid in, makes a really a sports center, for real, the mm-hmm. number one play on sports center to really that sealed the – Lost for Coastal, yeah. I mean, you can say it, or the win for Ryder, but Coastal did come back and show Ryder they didn't believe they didn't belong in the same league with them. But uh, I think we're where we thought we were in this region. I thought everybody, yeah. we all thought it'd be Duke and it would be Coastal, and that's yeah. where we're at. Yeah, I uh, saw so nothing really surprising there. Um, and I, and I, like you said, I think Gilmore's happy what he's got because yeah. he he studied Duke well enough to know, and he's he's playing up ACC teams this year. That he knows the pitching in the ACC. He feels pretty good about it. And I, yeah. I wouldn't. I would be. I would be more stunned if Duke won this than I would be if Coastal did. Yeah, me too. And and the fact it goes back to what you were saying some of these mid-majors uh, Coastal went into Wake Forest midweek and beat them well Virginia and East Carolina they did that too yeah. you know the number one team in the nation and you go to their place and beat them <laughs> that that helps your resume I'm sorry you might not play them but one time but it helped your resume I'm not going to say I, I mean resume is good but it helped the confidence of that baseball team yeah because yeah. they were number one at the time they went up there yeah. for that game. And I, I think that's where you really hit is confidence level for the players and even the coaches in that aspect. That makes a coach a lot easier setting his lineups when they've already played and yeah. beaten a number one team already before. Um, it's going to be fun tonight. I mean, there, there's a bunch of games that we'll, we'll talk about this on down that list, man. It's going to be fun, the ones we got. I mean, it, and then next weekend, it's going to be all fun. <laughs> the Supers hit next week. So. They do. Well, my Clemson Tigers took one on the chin. They went, what, 14 innings with Tennessee, ended up being a 6-5 loss for the Tigers. Um, and then they were just – you could tell that game against uh, – Tennessee. Uh, well, they, it, were, they were wiped at the end of that game. They were wiped out. And, and the Tennessee-Clemson game, that out of all the games I've seen so far, and this includes the Carolina and the Coastal games, uh, that Tennessee-Clemson game, that was by far one of the best collegiate baseball games I've seen this year. And, and this year's baseball. And, uh, you know, it had a little bit of everything. And uh, the crowd at Clemson and Doug Kingsmore, it was just electric. They were loud, And too. both teams came out. Neither team wanted to lose that ball game. And you hated that one of them had to lose it. But you knew somebody was going to lose. Um and I think you, you came down to what you alluded to you, the other you day, get to the Thursday. Then and, and you know, okay, you know, Clemson's got this. They one more pitch, all of a sudden it's a tie ball game. Now we're going, you know, ten, eleven, thirteen. <laughs> you know, I think and, it was the eleventh inning that Chris texted me, and I said, "Don't tell me." Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, and you can just thinking, see how long can this? And it I'm was looking, the emotion yeah, of that And game, I'm man. looking at my watch, thinking, okay. <laughs> this game, we're 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 hitting the ten o'clock mark, and this game isn't over yet. It's four hours, and and, and you're gonna, 
and the loser, the winner of this game, you know, they get they gonna get some rest. The loser, by the time you get to the locker room, get changed, get you something to eat, drive an hour back to Greenville to the hotel room, you're gonna be getting home you're gonna be getting at the hotel at one o'clock. You're gonna be getting up at maybe at the latest seven o'clock. Because you got to get up, get dressed, eat, Paddy get on practice, the bus, man. drive back to Clemson, and be there and be ready for a one o'clock start time. You're gonna be gassed, and and Clemson. Then it wasn't a bad thing, but Clemson used like ten arms in that game to try to win it. And we talked about it Thursday. You know, this was gonna be the game in this regional, mm-hmm. and the ups and downs of that game. Each team, you know, was sky high, and then all of a sudden they're down at the bottom, and then they're back up. It had emotionally, it had to take so much out of them. Um, and it showed up Sunday against Charlotte. I mean, really, <laughs> Charlotte tell. should have never been on the same ball field with them. But Clemson was just gassed mentally. I mean, physically, I think they were going through the motions okay, but they were just mentally just. Yeah, over that emotional Whacked. game against Tennessee. So, in the 49ers, they earned that uh, unearned run late in the inning to put them over the Tigers uh, and defeat them. So, Clemson season comes to an end, uh, but it closes out at home against uh, uh, at Doug Kingsmore Stadium, which is kind of a good thing. They got mm-hmm. to, s- to host a regional, which is yeah. a lot of people hadn't were saying with Bacchus, this one guy happened this year. Yeah. And it hadn't happened at Clemson since, what, 2011 or something like that. It's been a while. And uh, I like Bacchus's clip. He was like, when the season started, you, you didn't think I knew what I was doing coaching baseball. And he said, I didn't think I did either. And he said, all of a sudden, we had a team meeting. And he said, it clicked. Not, my philosophy with some of the players we had, it kind of clicked. And he said, that's why a coach coaches baseball. He said, he don't coach for wins and losses. It's when you when you got that losing streak out there. And you, at that point in the season, there was no way they were playing postseason yeah. ball. And to host a regional, he said, how big of a climb was it that the Tigers made? And it said it wasn't Eric Betche. Back it was it was these Clemson Tigers, um, and, and a fairly young team mm-hmm. for the most part. You're gonna see a lot of these kids next year. So I, 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 it's a successful season for Clemson, and like I said, they they played really well, uh, both sides, softball and baseball. Right. I mean, and and with the with the baseball, we did say it Thursday that uh, both Clemson and Tennessee both were riding pretty good win streaks. And you, we wondered on both sides, not just Clemson, but Tennessee too, whichever team won that first game, how was that losing team going to get over the loss and play the next day and then knowing that you're going to see Clemson and Tennessee playing in that championship round, so to speak. Nobody expected Clemson to get beat by Charlotte. We expected Clemson to go out there take care of Charlotte, and be playing Tennessee at 6 o'clock that evening. Mm-hmm. And we were going to see another great collegiate baseball game, but it didn't happen. And some kind of way, those Clemson players have got to flush that now. They've got to get their bags packed, yeah, get to their wooden bat leagues and their other leagues and, 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 move on, yeah. and move on, forget about it, and be ready to come back next fall or later on in the spring, summer. Uh, later on in the summer, and uh, <laughs> well, it's going to be a whole bunch of new teams as far as uh, what we're going to see at, at Omaha, Chris. When you sit there and you look at it with Bandy being gone, <laughs> yeah, there you know Virginia probably is one of the hopefuls of the the big guns here the last ten years that still has a chance, fighting chance to get there. But then, and then you look at Wake and what Wake did in their mm-hmm. regional. I mean, they scored something like forty-eight runs. Well, you're talking about. Carolina scoring 41. Wake scored 48. Oh, they didn't <laughs> give up but seven. I mean, Carolina <laughs> did give up 11, but in three games, I mean, that, you know, the pitching that Wake has, and now all of a sudden they're, they're, they're able to hit the ball too, folks. Don't don't go to sleep on the bats on Wake. And then the big, the big guy that uh, or a surprise has got to be Troy and what they've done this yeah. week. Troy, Southern Miss, yeah. Xavier. I mean, there were some. Uh, Xavier's Indiana, just the one. Indiana That's State. what I was going to go to, yeah, Indiana. The fact, the sheer fact that they, and that'll be a really good game at 6 o'clock tonight. 
against Kentucky. That'll be a huge game. Um, and like I said, TCU Arkansas. Yeah. TCU's in a sit-back game. Arkansas's got to win too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're like, I mean, they're looking there at home. I mean, there's a bunch of these games. A and M's still in this thing, and we I personally didn't think they'd still be there. I didn't either. I mean, they're still there in the Stanford regional. So, because I had Fullerton, that's why. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's been some really. I, I knew that Charlotte belonged in the Clemson. I knew they belonged in that regional because that's a good baseball team, really good coach on that baseball team. Um, and, and like you said, it came down to Tennessee, Clemson. And I, you, I liked what you said about it. You know, one team could win, one team could lose. That game had you so emotionally spent. I was spent, dude. I mean, I, I wasn't even at the game, and I'm trying to follow it on a tablet, on a phone, and, and look at what I can catch on some of the other things. I mean, it, emotionally just drained. And you can see it. And like I said, all I'll say to coaches, man, you did a wonderful job, and you got a team that midway through the season we didn't think would ever be around here this time, and you you hosted a regional and you lost. I mean, no disappointment there. Uh, and I look forward to this team because, like I said, you've only got four seniors on that team, five maybe at most. So this is a young young baseball team. So we'll, they'll be back, and like I said, coach is going to get better. And now we're going to see what he can do recruiting. I think that's where – Eric Backage is going to show you that he's a baseball coach and he's recruiting. Because, uh, like I said, if you can recruit to Michigan in the wintertime, you can recruit. <laughs> I'm telling well, you. Now you got to say that. And, and, you know, we a, a lot of people were uh, kind of down on Clemson, didn't think there was anything left in the cupboard for Backage to even work with this year. Uh, he brought in the one cat that came with him from Michigan. but And he kind of – Closed the door, so to speak, on some of the recruits that Monty Lee and those guys had already started the process with. So Monty Lee didn't leave that program, and Clemson can say what they want to, but Monty Lee had the parts there, and and Backus was able to come in. And after a little rough start at the first, he he got them believing in in his system and how he wants to do and and what he's going to do and what you as a player have to do. And they went on a, what, about a 30-something game win streak. <laughs> Seems that way. They went well, well, 17 I mean, games they, they was one or two in there that yeah. they lost. But, you know, they won more. They won a whole lot more coming down stretch than they lost. <laughs> and like Chris said, here they are. They're back in the regionals for the first time in 10 or 12 years. And, and you got to start somewhere, and you got to feel like that's a great first year. Now, let's build on it and come back next year. That's the thing about him that I really want to see. Um, and that's why, you know, I had a friend of mine, he asked me, he texted me, he said, why do you love Money Lee so much? Look what he did at Clemson. I was like, we didn't get to see what he could have done at Clemson. There was some kind of little power struggle between an AD or assistant coach on that team that allowed Monty not to do what he wanted to do. I will never know what that was. And it, it's going to help both coaches because, I mean, Monty's back where he deserves and where he wants to be. But anybody that sits out there and says Monty Lee can't recruit, they don't know baseball because Monty Lee can recruit this area here. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest things about that I'm so happy to have him back on our staff at Carolina is what he can do. And like I said, I think next year – you're going to see a lot of guys that, that you're going to see coming in from the West Coast to Clemson that you wouldn't think would normally be coming to Clemson to play baseball. And a lot of them are going to be two-sport players, so you know the other sport I'm talking about. You're going to have some football players coming in here with some arms. Well, Will Taylor has proven that. Uh, and it works. It worked, yeah. yeah. I mean, look at the season that he – I mean, we joke about it, but look what he did this year. Yeah. I mean, two-sport athlete, and you don't always think it works, but uh, it, the athlete – side of it it works now pitcher and a quarterback that's a different situation i've never been really primed for that but you take a big center fielder and a quarterback or a, a, a tall shortstop and a quarterback that that's that can play there but a pitcher and a quarterback doesn't usually work well but it did in a couple instances there so i think i think clemson's there and there they got a lot of stuff to look forward to coming up and softball is even better so and I forgot to mention last week and i've had on my notebook for three weeks now that valerie cagle did win um the player of the year that we had talked about her winning. So I was trying to get you. And well deserved. I was trying to get you a softball score because I had that too. <laughs> uh, because they're, of course, they're still going too. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you caught it. Did you see the Montana Fouts interview yesterday? I, I saw that it had been posted. I did not get a chance you need to, to watch it. it. If, if your daughter or son plays sports, 
her emotional interview yesterday, I'll tell you why that why that hurt her so much that she couldn't play the way she wanted to play and the way she knew she could play because uh, she realizes her career is over at Bama. Uh, she'll do good things wherever she goes in this new fast pitch league. I just hope a lot of the ESPNs and the – he called them the four-letter. I, I want the three-letters to jump in there too. And, and, and let's cover this, this fast pitch. If you're going to sit there and cover your WNBA – Take your camera sets out and do this fast pitch softball like you do the WNBA. You're Let's gonna have a bigger. I think you're gonna have a bigger watching audience. For, it would be for softball than WNBA. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I I did watch. Now I don't. Now he didn't watch it. I know he didn't. But I did watch Asia Wilson and Elena Boston play yesterday. I did watch that, and that was pretty good. I mean, a really good game between two players that had never played, but stars from the same team or from. The same university. Right. Yeah. Uh, that was a really good game. And, and uh, just the fact that Boston says, yeah, she's the real deal. <laughs> they said, well, how did you decide that? He said, look at the score. We got beat. <laughs> but, I mean, that's one thing I'll say. WNBA is going to be strong, and it's probably going to be with Dawn's players, a lot of them. Yep. Kim Mulkey at LSU. I mean, they're going to continuously put these players in this league. But if you fight, if you can get behind it and you can put your money behind it to, to, to show this stuff – there's guys that want to see fast pitch softball too, yeah. just like baseball, and you got a good group of girls that are out there playing softball. And if you if you don't want to see Montana fouls, I don't know what you want to see. Well, the thing about it, a, a lady softball game, a lot of times they can finish in an hour, hour and fifteen, hour and thirty. So it's not like you're taking three hours. Yeah. To to see what you can you can actually have two games and see four teams play in that same time frame <laughs> that you would see one. WNBA game or one something else, something else. But uh, I watched a baseball game and and, and major league. Just and I, I'm gonna be honest. Unless that's where I'm not gonna worry about baseball until postseason again because it's just too dag blame long. They can tell me all they want that that pitch count over there, that clock over there running and speeding the game up. I, I don't believe it. Well, nothing really matters until it. what after the All Star break anyway. Yeah, exactly, you know? that's what right. I'm saying. So it right. doesn't matter. I mean, and it was the Cubs I watched the other day. So I mean, it was it wasn't. And they won. So, um, it's just basically, like you say, Stan, softball just, like, blows. I mean, there's I mean, there's not a whole lot of pitching changes. If it is, they get it done. They get it to the – they get in baseball, it's more about just jockeying around, trying to, like, get in somebody's head and stuff and just get in there. And, like I said, that's, that's what amazed me about Carolina this past weekend. They didn't use a lot of arms. They did. And, and the thing is, they got in there and they got the bats rolling and there wasn't no hee-hawing and hee-hawing. It was just – let your bats do the talking, and they talk. So well, and 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 like Clemson the other night, and I hate to keep going back to it, but they used ten arms in one ball game, and it was like a cat would come in and throw like ten pitches, maybe to one batter, and then he's okay. Well, let's we're gonna change. Let's <laughs> you know, let's, let's go. Let's go to to in you know like to professionals and say, okay, if you're gonna make a pitch and change. He's going to throw to three batters. He's not just coming in here and throwing one pitch or two pitches and then you're going to change him. He's got to face three batters or the inning's got to end. I think that's where Howard was going with his comment today about why did they make that change. Because at the time, that pitcher that was in that game, he had a no-hitter going right or wrong. And Did they have a hit before that? I don't remember. It might not have been, been. It had been a couple hits, but, I mean, they didn't have a yeah, run at no, the time, and yeah. all of a sudden, boom. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the the bottom fell out. and We're blaming on Strawberry Moon. How about that? So, <laughs> it was everywhere. But, but. but, I mean, you know, it's – I think – will that – would that speed the game up? I don't know if it would or not. Um, would it take – it would take some coaching decisions out of the game, but it would put other ones in its place. And well, and and we're talking about the Clemson Tennessee game. Both coaches during over that fourteen inning time frame probably had twenty decisions to make, and out of all the twenty, they probably picked nineteen right and one wrong on both sides. But you know that that that's that's why baseball is the way it is. You know, I mean it's, it's you kind of think of it like golf. I mean, you hit a bad shot in golf, well, you you got to go to make it up. You, same thing in baseball. You have a bad play, you got to make it up. You can't just rest on your laurels. You got to keep going. Keep moving. 
I ain't gonna get into this team stuff with golf because that's your that's your league. But I'm not a live guy anyway. So. But, I like I mean, the team golf. It is tough. I mean, I like college golf. I mean, Clemson had a really good season yeah. in that too. So that's another interview we can get because the coach at Clemson's what's his name? Its brother was it down here, yeah. Pidlin. So, um, which which game is gonna excite y'all the most that we know of already? Is it gonna be Carolina and Florida? Well, we're going to be following those clo- that game closely now, we'll anyway. We'll be following it closely. Right now, the, the game I like, I want to see today is the Coastal Duke game for obvious reasons. Um, he didn't wear his shirt either, Tom. So no, I, I got to go home and change. I was going to say you better put it on for six o'clock. I got to change before six, <laughs> but uh, I'll put the umbrella up too. So yeah, oh, there you I, go then. See, there you go. We'll be ready then. Fire up the grill and go at it. Uh, but you know the Alabama. Match up in the in the supers is going to be, uh, I think that's going to be one to, to look at. I want to see how some of these teams, like if SMU, Xavier, how they do going up against some other people. Um, some of these mid-majors, just to see if they really have what it takes to get to Omaha. I mean, there's a lot of good ones. Like, I'm interested in one that's up there now. So. Your yeah. TCU, TCU. It's one night right now. Can pull so. it out. What about, you know, you, you alluded to something the other day, and we joked about it with Jim. And as, as far as I know, Jim will be here with us Thursday because he told me to save some baseball. So, okay. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> the one that really didn't surprise me was Texas being in the Coral Gables region. Well, what surprised me about that one was that they were able to beat Miami. Well, that's what I'm I really thought Miami was going to come out of that regional pretty much unscathed to playing at home down there. But, I mean, but we talked know. about it. Texas felt like they were disrespected by not yeah. giving it to them. Yeah. And, I mean, you had Maine, which I always think of Jack Leggert with the Maine yeah. Bears. And, and you had Louisiana, who I did pick. The Raging Cajuns. The way you got to pitch um, the Raging Cajuns. And, 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 hey, they played really well. Yeah. I mean, I, but there again, that's the Texas. And, and here's all that does. It adds fuel to the fire. When they come and, oh, we're going to dominate. They will find out pretty quick that football, baseball, basketball is totally different than the Big 12, as we call it, whatever you want to call it. So when you come on down and you put your little, you know, you put your shoes on and get on that baseball field and then basketball courts, and especially football, it ain't the same. I don't care who Steve Sarkeesian <laughs> thinks he is and can coach. <laughs> we got a lot of baseball apps. I mean, it's a lot of fun stuff. I mean, it's going to be on most of There'll be – Actually, you can have a couple of games that you have in setback games to play tomorrow. Yeah, you got some. You got some hosts that have to win today to even make it to tomorrow. Tomorrow, right? That is what's key to like baseball. Well, That's Charlotte's like one college. of those too. Yeah. They got to yeah. beat uh, yep. Tennessee tonight, and then end up hopefully getting the win tomorrow to go. Well, and, I, and I still had Charlotte. Remember, now? I had the Tigers, but that's the team. I tell you, Charlotte's team to look out for. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, I still think Tennessee's. It, it's going to take more than one day to get over that game. I'm telling you, the emotions that they put out in that Clemson game and they both teams is just that was phenomenal. Yeah, boy. You won't see many games like that, Tom Carroll. I'm just no. telling you, you won't see many. <laughs> it was a fun game to watch. Well, and we can't forget about our North Greenville up there. They played. I think they play again tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Those are the slamming um, landing piles, is yeah. what we call them yeah. now. The slamming landing piles. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, let me double check and find out because they they took care of uh, Augustana. Augustania. Augustania. Yeah. Fairly. A easily. really good baseball team too. Yeah. That's a when I saw that matchup. You know, we 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 gave the props to the guys that put this tournament together. Yeah. The bracket, that bracket's just as good. Yeah, I mean, it seriously is just as good. You see teams you hadn't seen in a while. You know, Augustania in in you know Division Two football is really good. In basketball, they're really good. Montverde, and these teams are playing baseball in in these in this bracket. So it's going to be fun. I, I mean, it ain't going to be an and, easy and road they, for Landon These, Powell, these are Division Two teams that, if you start looking at the rosters. That name, oh, that's right. He played at such and such. He might have played at Texas last year. Yeah, Peters or, played. Or played out in out in Cal somewhere. I think his name but, is Peters that played at Duke. That's at, at yeah. North Greenville, but um, just still good talent. I mean, yeah. and you still like Stan said you're gonna know some of these guys. And I, what I still allude to is the fact that around here, let's look at Erskine and Lander. Yeah, they both lost to them this year. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Landon Nurse can both lost and all Greenville this year. It, so, as far as being this powerhouse that nobody wants to play, the local teams want to play, and they're like, give us a shot. Yeah, we want to. We want to we'll go them. home and home with y'all if you'd we, like to. Yeah. So, and I think that's and they did. <laughs> and I think that's what the 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 Lakelands area talent will call it because I mean, I'm not going to reach all the way up there to Greenville to pull that team down, but I. Erskine, Lander, Newberry, some of these, yeah, I, I will grasp those. And I mean, I, I, the future of that of the Lakelands area college baseball is pretty good here. Mm-hmm. I think we got the coaches where we need to be. Uh, like I said, Bert, when, as soon as season starts next year, we're going to have Coach Burke in here. We're going to get the kid from Erskine, and that, <laughs> that's the teams we're going to focus on since we do it anyway for college. Yeah. But so, Angelo State University tomorrow night, six o'clock. Another yeah. team that you know, and and. <laughs> and, and Come on, four-letter network. Put the guys on TV, even if it's streaming. I don't care. We can have the have the announcers up there in New York or out in LA. I don't care. Just put them on the on the TV so we can see them. Stan, why do we have SEC and ACC networks with alternate channels and they're showing football right now? Why? I jump on the index, but I'm fitting to jump on the four oh, and the, well, the ACC well, I'm not. Now. Don't even bring that word I mean, up. You, I got, you got nothing else on. You got football on TV, and you got. Regional games being played Play. that you and I are having to go to a computer to stream. Yeah. Come on, man. That, that just doesn't yeah. make sense to me. Well, that's just like the Coastal Duke game tonight. Why isn't the ACC Network picking it up and putting it on? Putting it on there. And, instead of me having to go to ESPN Plus and go through. Well, it's in here somewhere. I got to get through these other 64 teams first. Oh, there it is. <laughs> you know what it's for? It's for guys like B-Rad right there that's coming in here now with his ice and everything. It's because they know he can find these games that I can't get, and he's going to have a bar full of people up here drinking beer, eating food, and watching college baseball when I can't get it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, how cold are we talking today, man? Were you at the game? No, I was out of town. Oh, good luck Charm wasn't there. No. He had a good – he had a fun weekend. I, I kept up with him. <laughs> <laughs> that was a heartbreaker. So, and I think I'm telling you right now, that's going to still be what may beat Tennessee. I'm telling you that it could it over could. the top game that could, that could be what beats them. Uh, yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah. All right, well, that's going to do it for us. Another exciting edition. Remember, we got American Legion baseball tonight, uh, and ladies softball starts tomorrow. Uh, as well as the juniors tomorrow and tonight as well. So you can catch all of it. Just go to American Legion Post 20 Baseball on Facebook, and you can get all the details right there. School's out, but, hey, sports still rolling, man. So, like I said, it's going to get hard for you. You're getting ready to get the fun part of your schedule. Well, I get to relax in the nice, cool, (laughs) air-conditioned press box. I haven't been up there yet. The one I went in, I didn't have air conditioning. Enjoy two hot dogs and a Coke. (laughs) That's only because he's got a guy that negotiates his contracts. That's that's what that's about. (laughs) All right. That's Chris Cox. I'm Tom Carroll. He's Stan Spivey. We are Lakeland Sports Guys. See you later. Have a great one.